Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to this edition of Cubs on Tap. It is Saturday, September 7th. The Cubs lose to the Brewers in dumb fashion yet again. And I am your co-host, Ron Luce, and I am joined tonight by Nick Hudson. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. This is an all-too-familiar uh, thing. I feel like I have deja vu. And, in fact, this is truly deja vu because we've done a couple... I think we've done a couple more losses than we have wins together. Agreed. I was just going to say that. I, I'm pretty sure Nick and I have done, oh, if I had to guess a ratio, I would say probably like 10 to 5. So, yeah. so legitimately a 2 to 1 ratio of losses to wins. Um, <laughs> it's in, bad. Uh, in our Cubs on tap tenure. So, but that's okay. I, th- I feel like we're the best group for getting angry and getting upset about the Cubs sucking. So, um we're going to go ahead and just jump right into the action. I think a good place to start with today's um, hissy fit is the lineup. I was not happy about oh. today's lineup. Um, Fucker. For those, exactly. For those that do not know what today's lineup was, um, Albert Amor was playing center and let off. Disgusting. Nicholas Castellanos play, uh, bat second and playing right. I like it. Rizzo was at first base batting third. Fourth was Bryant at third base. Fifth was David Bodie at second base. It was a little interesting. Sixth was Kyle Schwarber in left field. Seventh was Russell at shortstop. Eighth was Victor Caratini catching. And ninth was pitcher Yu Darvish. So, um, first and foremost, I think the things that, that jump out are the David Bodie and Albert Almora pieces. Addison Russell, get used to seeing his name every day in the lineup, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as the news came out earlier, and we reported over at ONTAP Sportsnet, as well as many other outlets. I'm not going to pretend that we were the only ones that reported this information, but um, Javi Baez was diagnosed officially with a hairline fracture in that left thumb that was giving him some problems. Um, His timetable is currently TBD, but it's pretty... Pretty fairly certain um, that Cubs fans can confidently believe he's probably not going to play again in the regular season. Um, if he does, it might be that last week of, of September at the earliest um, and potentially playoff baseball if they get there, which I'm sure we're going to touch on here soon because let's be completely frank if they continue to play the way they've played the last two games in Milwaukee, uh, they won't be in the postseason and we will actually have October off at Cubs on tap, which would be a real shame. Um, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, the, the lineup was, was interesting. Nick, what kind of, what were some of your thoughts on uh, today's lineup? Uh, Albert Elmora should never, ever, let alone be on the lineup hit in the leadoff spot. Oh, that was ridiculous. When I saw that, I got so mad. It's a, it's a frustrating thing. When you have no control of the lineup, I mean, I'm sure fans know there's nothing we could do. Um, David Bodie also in the lineup. I mean, these are guys we just talked about putting out your best nine. Did we not just talk about that? And what did they do? Sure did. They did, did not. not put. They did not. Oh, yeah. It's frustrating because we have to be putting out our best nine. September is the playoffs. I think we understand that. I think the Cubs understand that. Big, bold statement. I don't think Joe understands that. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And it's it's funny that you mentioned best nine because uh, as a little bit of maybe foreshadowing, 
we may or may not be having a certain somebody on Northside Nine that helped coin the phrase "best nine That's kind of taken off in Twitter. Um, so I've been hearing "best nine a lot today because we recorded that episode earlier this afternoon. So, but agreed, a hundred percent agreed. Best nine. You have to play your best nine on a daily basis, and they have reluctantly refused to play their best nine all season long. And that's a problem. You know, you can't not play your best line. And I get it. You know, guys need days off. Guys need breaks. I'm fine with that. You want to play guys in better, you know, mashups or whatever. I get it. Every once in a while, it's fine. But the amount of... What's the word I'm looking for? Inconsistency with the lineup is hurting this team. Because games that you should be winning in, you know, May, June, and July that arguably if your best nine are playing, you probably do win. You know, instead of them trying to play catch-up to the Cardinals, they're in first place trying to fend off the Cardinals. You know, and it's a completely different it's a completely different race then. You feel a little better when you're trying to fend a team off. Now, granted, that came back and bit the Cubs in the ass last year, um, which we won't get back into because that'll reopen wounds and people will start calling me bad names for rubbing salt <laughs> in old wounds. But... You know, it's just it's it's infuriating as a Cubs fan because now you're sitting here thinking, well, shit, it's it's almost getting too late now because okay, even if you do play your best nine from here on out, you realistically still would have to win about 15 games the rest of the month, maybe 14 games the rest of the month. You know, that's a lot of wins. You know, that's that's a what I don't even know what clip that is on a win percentage. Um, it sure as hell is better than 500. That's for damn sure. So, oh, yeah, way better. You know, it's it's just it's one of those things like I don't understand. Like, here, okay, so here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why I – okay, I get what Wilson Contreras is coming back from an injury, but I don't understand why he needs two days in a row off. Yes, I understand correct. that, you know, Jason Hayward hasn't been the greatest this season, but he's better than Albert Elmore. I hate to break it. I, I, I'm, I've rooted for Almora. I've wished good things upon Almora, but he just, for whatever forsaken reason, cannot figure it out and become the center uh, fielder they wished he could be when they drafted him. Get so, out. So yeah, like you need to Leave. let him out. Ian Happ I don't like him. is just sadly not the answer either. Which whatever, but you know, like, and I like David Bodie. Do not get me wrong. I like David Bodie, but why the hell is David Bodie hitting in the five hole? Like, I don't get it. I, I would rather Schwarber hit there, hit Russell 6, hit Caratini 7, and then hit Bodie 8. You know? Because and even if, you know, even if Bodie's getting on base, and granted, Bodie was terrible tonight. Bodie struck out three times in four plate appearances. So and I'm sure part of that is he just hasn't played a ton lately. But now because of the Baez news, all of a sudden Joe's going to be like, well, time to play David Bodie a lot more. And it's like, no, play Ben. Ben looked, Ben has looked great. Ben had one bad game in the three games since he had been back. He, That's where really he went, good. Where he went over. And the, just in fairness, the, the whole team looked terrible. So, you know, the other two games before that, though, you know, he reached multiple times in both of those games. And, you know, I, I get it. The Cubs don't have a true leadoff hitter in this lineup. That's fine. Ben Zobris is the closest thing you have to it. So let him play in that position. You know, let your you know your best current best nine especially now with the hobby injury come out and play 
you know, I liked Schwarber hitting in the two-hole behind Zobrist. I liked Castellanos in the three-hole. I would be fine if they thought, okay, let's bump, you know, bump, uh, you know, Bryant into the the three, or excuse me, Bryant staying in the four-hole, and then you bump Rizzo to the five-hole. Or even better, keep Rizzo at three if you like him there so much. Let let Castellanos hit four or five. And let Bryant hit so much. (sighs) And then let Schwarber hit six, or excuse me, he's already hitting two. But let um, Contreras hit six, and I and then I'm fine with like Russell hitting seventh, and or Russell, yeah, Russell hitting like seventh or eighth, and then Hayward hitting in the other spot. You know, it's it is freaking infuriating right now that just Joe is reluctant to play your best guys every day. These guys have gotten rest all freaking season. You know, you're playing Castellanos every day, which is great. You're playing Rizzo every day, which is great. You should be playing those guys every day. But why aren't you playing your best nine? You can't just play your best three and assume everybody else is going to pick up the slack. It doesn't work that way. Like, like what gives, you know? I don't know, man. It's it's really infuriating. But uh, just quickly to recap what actually happened tonight. So the Brew Crew... Uh, win three to two in the bottom of the ninth. They walk it off yet again. <sighs> uh, we're all angry, it. ladies and gentlemen. We're just we're just angry. Anywho, the Cubs go up one nothing in the top of the fifth. Uh, first off, may I add, and we'll come back to this, but you Darvish looked fantastic yet again tonight. That's another issue. Why did he get taken out so early? Because Joe is just for whatever forsaken reason hates letting his pitchers go past. Like the sixth inning lately, I don't understand why. Early in the season, he was letting these guys go seven and eight innings. These and guys now, should be. These like, guys should be. He didn't right. look bad. No, he didn't look bad at all. Oh, the man. only the only guy that he consistently lets go seven innings is Lester. Not even is Hendricks. Hendricks, yeah. Lately, at least, Fair. I agree. Overall, in the season. I would say he's been very confident letting the old guys go long, Cole and John. But now Cole and John have not been looking good. No. John's been okay, but Cole's been brutal. And so now the only guy he feels comfortable giving the reins to past the sixth inning is Kyle Hendricks. And I don't understand why, because you Darvish has been by far and beyond your best pitcher since the All-Star break. Am I wrong? No, you're not. This is – it's disappointing – When a team beats themselves, fine. When a manager beats a team, that's a different story. Yes. It is the classic case of beating yourself. And, um, you know, I I played high school sports. I played college sports. And I can tell you what, you know, I can relate to this situation. My my senior year of college – uh, and I played NAIA football for those that don't know. I played at St. Xavier University. Go Kooks. And, you know, we had a really talented group. The, my first three years at St. Xavier were admittedly a little weird. My first year, we just missed playoffs. We were ranked like 18th in the country. Uh, and it's like the top 16 that make the playoffs. Unless you win your division and you're outside of that group. So we needed like some crazy five-team scenario to happen at the end of the year. And Uh. we got like four of the five to happen. So we missed by just that much. My sophomore year, we go all the way to semifinals. So we were a Final Four team. We lost to the eventual national champion. And the team they beat 
in the national championship was the team that we beat by 35 points week one of the season. So we were livid. But anyway, my junior year, we squeak into the playoffs. We give the number one team the run for their money in, in the first week of the playoffs. We went to four overtimes, and the final score was 75-69. to 69. It was the most banana lands game I've ever been a part of. But then my senior year, we had that same core of guys. We added a ton of talent. And I can tell you we had a ton of talent because the next season after I finished, they went to the second round of the playoffs with ultimately the same team minus our senior class. We went five and six. It was the first losing season in our program in like the last 15 years. And the the literal phrase that defined our season that year was we beat ourselves. And so as somebody who has personally been through that at a, you know, collegiate level, it is infuriating watching this Cubs team literally do the same thing to themselves. You know, managing decisions are shooting them in the foot. Lineup decisions are shooting them in the foot. Players just seeming like at times that they just aren't showing up for games are shooting them in the foot. They're they're killing themselves. And it just <sighs> freaking sucks. It really does. It's brutal. It absolutely is brutal. Um, but just quickly, just to give the, the fans a, a quick scoring rundown here. So Darvish looked great in the top of the fifth. Addison Russell hit a solo shot, home run, uh, gives the Cubs a 1-0 lead. I, I hate to say it. I, I know people have a very negative opinion on the guy. Taking all the off-the-field stuff away, he's the best option they have at shortstop. There's no denying that. And he's been picking his play up of late, so I'll tolerate it. But nonetheless, bottom of the sixth, uh, Ben Gamble singled in uh, Christian Yelich, and that tied the game up. Uh, later in the top of the eighth, the Cubs had a bases-loaded situation. They get to Josh Hader. Anthony Rizzo takes a big walk. Uh, which ultimately scored Robel Garcia, who came in um, into the game as a sub. Uh, and that gave the Cubs the 2-1 lead at the time. However, that did not last long because then in the bottom of the eighth, Yasmani Grandal hits his 25th home run of the season uh, to make it 2-2. And then, oh, I don't like him. Uh, oh. Yeah, tell me about it. And then watching the game in the bottom of the ninth, uh, just misery from the bullpen. <sighs> Letting guys on that shouldn't be on. And lo and behold, the guy who literally you should not be pitching to. And I have a crazy stat. Ever. About, I have a crazy stat about how good this guy has been. But Christian Yelich doubles. It's his 29th double of the season. Um, and scores Tyler Austin to walk it off for the Brewers in the bottom of the night. So I read a crazy stat that tonight uh, Christian Yelich became... I don't know if it was the 12th player in their franchise's history. I think it was 12th player in major league history to hit 40 home runs and steal 30 bases in a single season. Also, fun fact, no player has ever hit 50 home runs and stolen 30 bases in a season. And Christian Yelich is six home runs away from doing that. So there is a realistic chance that <laughs> this guy could be the first ever player to hit 50 home runs in a year and steal 30 bases. Wow. That's just how good he is. It's bananas. And we pitched and we pitched to him. Uh of course we did. It is. So the bullpen, honestly, is frustrating because Joe should not have gone so early to it. Save your guys for the why is Steve Cshek pitching right out of the pen? 
because it's it's Joe's mandatory job to overpitch C-Sheck every year he's on the roster. Uh, it's it's hard. You know, if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be a year where we could say 80, no, 70% of it was Joe Madden. Uh, yeah, I might dial that back a little bit and say 60%. I, there's just a lot of crazy things that have happened. Yeah, year. but I agree. Joe Joe is certainly one of them. He's a contributing factor. You know, he's not too good this year. Ugh. Yeah, injuries have been there. Guys not performing to their uh, potential. You know, really, if you look at it, right, this quote unquote core that's in place that's been here since 2016. The only guys that consistently have showed up are Rizzo, to an extent Bryant, who had a very good year. His power numbers are down, but and his RBIs no, really just his RBIs are down. But otherwise, has had a very good year. It's it's really Contreras, Rizzo, Bryant. I can't count Castellanos because he wasn't a part of the team until you know just two months ago. Yeah, but without him, we're not even. Oh, without him talking about the playoffs, no, we would have no. Without him, we are counting down the days until they announce that Joe Madden's fired. Yeah. Which, realistically, this still could be a topic of conversation. Because Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Yeah, to your point. You just said it. You know, if they miss the playoffs, a big part of this is on Madden. If if they miss the playoffs, Joe Madden is not the manager next year. No, no, no. There's, and if they miss the playoffs, big changes are coming. These this was supposed to be a dynasty team. A dynasty. And it's turned out to be a headache for most Cubs fans, I would say, since 2000, after 2016. It's just been bad. It's been bad baseball. It's been bad breaks. Um, what I've found is that some of the moves that Joe makes, they just don't work for him. I don't know why. It's nothing against Joe. Yeah. The guys either just implode or the, the moves just don't work. Um, Council can make six in a row and they all work for him, so... Yeah, um, and that's kind of what my point was, too, when we were talking about this. is like, uh, is 70% a fair number for just Joe? Maybe not. You know, because guys need to show up and perform. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But it's the classic case of, what are you going to do? Are you going to fire the entire 25-man roster, or are you going to fire the one guy in charge? You're going to fire the one guy in charge. He becomes the scapegoat no matter what. And so, but that being said, and this is... Ladies and gentlemen, this is something we'll dive into later in the year in much more depth, whether it's here on Cubs on Tap or on our sister show at Northside 9, which, Nick, you're going to have to get on at some point. Um, Yeah, that sounds fun. But there's a very good chance, too, that there's players from this roster that aren't here next year. Like, they could make so many changes where Joe Madden being fired may not be the only decision the Cubs front office makes that sends shockwaves through the Chicago media market. And that's a crazy thing to think about because there's some substantial, there's a lot of talent here. So you move one or two of these guys and it's going to make noise. Um, so that's, that's certainly something uh, that we should keep an eye on. Um, but uh, quickly returning to, to my uh, point about the bullpen. Uh, so C-Shack comes in, pitches one and one thirds innings and, um, after Kyle Ryan had come in and been charged with a blown save, he gave up the one run in two-thirds of an inning. He walked, too. He didn't look great tonight. Overall, he's been great all year, but just didn't look good tonight. 
C-Sheck looked fine uh, based on the numbers. Uh, Phelps then comes in, blows yet another save. So he was charged with a blown save as well. Holland comes in, didn't do anything. Roman Wick comes in to minimize any type of damage. And then Kinsler ultimately takes the loss um, because of the um, Yelich double. Hader ultimately gets the win uh, for pitching two innings late in the game. Yeah, so it wasn't great. One bright spot, Uh, which we did mention, um, you Darvish, five innings, three hits, no runs, only one walk, um, and seven Ks. How did he get pulled so early? I know. He now brings his K total. I believe he's now at a 190 on the season. Oh, he's, he's getting closer. Yeah, he's getting closer. So he's... I'm... I think he's for sure guaranteed two more starts, maybe three, um, the rest of the season. So I would be hard-pressed to think he doesn't get to 200. Oh, that would be so sad. 199. Yeah, right. That would be so bad. Um, oh, man. But thankfully, you know, especially after how, how much he struggled early on in the year, really couldn't get anybody to strike out until, at least at a rapid rate, until maybe mid to late May. Um, the fact that he's probably going to be a 200 strikeout pitcher is fantastic. Um, I'm hoping that carries over into next year because, let's be honest, there's little to no doubt he's going to be on the roster next year. Um, oh yeah. You know, I hope he can get those K numbers somewhere in the like the 225 range, 230 range. And I think if he has a, he doesn't need to be an all star, but if he's consistent over the course of the season and not like he was this year where he started out really bad and then got really good. As long as he's just really solid the whole year, uh, I think that's a very achievable feat for a guy with his stuff. So. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's disappointing. It was just a disappointing loss. It really was. I think we've I think we've dwelled on it enough. Uh, we've this, we've yeah. got 22 minutes worth of dwelling on it. So <laughs> This one yeah. hurts. Yeah, this is a bad and one. A three and a half now in the standings. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the Cardinals won today. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, they did. Wild card, we still got our place. Um, <laughs> Phillies lost. Yeah, let's see. Diamondbacks lost. Uh, Diamondbacks did not lose. They're one and a half now. They're right there. Yikes. Where did they come from? They trade away Zach Granke at the deadline. <laughs> and all of a sudden go on a this surprise wild card contender. That's what it says on their thing. Oh, man. Yeah, because it was a surprise. They were supposed to be terrible this year. Oh, man. It's <sighs> real sad. It is really sad. because I came here. That's my fault. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> why you should come back to Chicago and rub some of that mojo. Show the Cubs. Bring, the, bring the Cubs some wins. Yeah, because they uh, need it. But... Speaking of wins, thankfully the sport of baseball is a beautiful thing and they always play the next day, at least for the most part, unless it's an off day. So um, we do have a game to look forward to tomorrow. The Cubs do go for the split. Um, And before, Nick, you and I pick uh, tomorrow's game, I want to go ahead and remind our friends that they should also pick uh, with our friends at Second City Picks. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've heard me talk about them numerous times, but if you're new to the show, uh, we're going to tell you what's up with our friends over at Second City Picks. Uh, They are your daily picking uh, service um, for Chicago sports. 
Uh, it's free to you and not to them if you win because they give away some pretty sweet gift cards uh, if you win um, and guess correctly on whatever it is for the day that they are asking you to pick. So um, a good example was today, Saturday, September 7th, um, was Illini football. Um, so what you would do, uh, for those that have Twitter, this is what you'll do. For those that don't have Twitter, you'll know what to do here in a second. But you're going to find our friends at Second City Fix on Twitter. And make sure you spell out that word second, ladies and gentlemen. Nick's laughing at me because he knows I always <laughs> remind people. But uh, I know it would be me. <laughs> hey, well, you know, it's a valid thing. You, you type it in incorrectly, people are going to go the wrong place. So, um, nonetheless, you're going to go ahead and find them. And you'll find the tweet or tweets. Um, they're very good about tweeting multiple times throughout the day. Uh, of whatever game it is that you're going to pick and what it is that you're picking in that game. So today it was final score for the Illini um, as they took on UConn. And uh, once you're like, ooh, okay, this is where those that don't have Twitter can be involved, uh, you're going to go to their website, which will be in the tweet, or you can just go directly to their website, which is www.secondcitypicks.com, spelled in the same way as their Twitter handle. And you're going to go ahead and tell them you want to make your picks. So the main screen, it'll say make picks. You click there. You go ahead then and type in your, your guesses uh, for each of the different fields. So today it would have been a line I final score. The way they do final scores, you pick the last digit of the score. So, for example, if you think they were going to score 31 points today, which they did, you would put a number one. Um, but let's be honest, there's plenty of people that could have guessed that as well. So even if you did win you got to hit the tiebreaker, too, um, unless you just outright guess correctly and nobody else does. Um, but the tiebreaker today was Illini passing yards, so you would have gone in. Uh, for example, if you picked um, what I picked, you would have said 265. That was just a random number I went with. Uh, and then you're going to give them an email address and hit submit. It's that easy. It takes about 25 seconds of your day. And if you win, you win a pretty sweet gift card. So they've had... Uh, $10 Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, they've had uh, Epic Burger, Jake Melnick's, <coughs> Potbelly, Chipotle, Lyft, you name it, they've had it. Tip, gift cards do range usually between $10 and $25. Um, if they haven't given a gift card out that you would like to see, I don't know how that works. Maybe tweet them and see if they can get one for you. I don't know. Um, I don't know, me tweeting enough about Connie's Pizza got them to <laughs> give me a shout-out when it was Connie's Pizza. So, uh, TBD, I don't know, give them a give them a, give them a holler on Twitter and see what they say. But um, And like I said, free to you, not to them if you win. So go ahead and pick every day with our friends over at Second City Picks. Again, they are on Twitter at Second City Picks and on the interwebs at www.secondcitypicks.com. Thank you to our ONTAP Sportsnet sponsor, Second City Picks. Nick, let's get into this game for tomorrow. The Cubs and Brewers play their last match game of the season. Um, they will Ooh. not see each other anymore uh, unless crazy circumstances <laughs> result in a game 163 again, which I hope not. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. I just gave a lot of Cubs fans PTSD, including Nick. Um, but... The Cubs will, again, be in Milwaukee tomorrow at beautiful Miller Park. I will also be in attendance tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. Um, it is a 1-10 Central Standard Time first pitch on September 8th, which is Sunday. 2-10 for you on the East Coast. Uh, sir, you'll be waking up probably when they're throwing out the first pitch tomorrow, <laughs> about 11-10 your time. Um, the Cubs, you can be they can be heard on 670 to score. Uh, Brewers... 
Same place they always are, WTMJ 620. Uh, the Cubs will be on NBC Sports Chicago for tomorrow, and the Brewers will be on Fox Sports Wisconsin. The Cubs are trotting out veteran left-hander John Lester. He is 12-9 on the season. He got a win in his last outing. Uh, his, he has a 419 ERA and 147 strikeouts on the year. He will be matching up against Adrian Hauser, the right-hander for the Brewers, is 6-5 and five on the year with a 345 ERA and 93 strikeouts. Um, John looked pretty okay in his, his last outing. Um, he went. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he 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 gave up, he, or excuse me, he gave up no runs, but he went six, um, and he struck out. I think he struck out nine. He had a really decent day um, with strikeouts, but you know, overall, really, ever since the beginning of August, he's been either really bad or just okay. Which I'll take an okay John Lester because an okay John Lester is more or less what you got from him last outing. Maybe he gives up one or two runs, but six. If he goes six innings, only gives up a run, and, and strikes out more than six, and doesn't walk a ton of guys, I'm happy. So um, hopefully he can do something like that again. Um, we will just have to wait and see. I will be there live and in person to witness them either implode and let the Brewers win three <laughs> or four, or them go ahead and take the sweep, or excuse me, the split. Um, split. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting tired of wishing they were sweeping people instead of splitting with people. But um, So, Nick, I, I want to hear, you know, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? A little bit of a preview, um, maybe a little bit of uh, prediction from you, and then uh, we definitely need to hear who your Fly the W player of the day is. Heck yeah. All right. So right off the bat, I'm just going to go Lester. Uh, we need Lester, and when we need him most, sometimes he comes through. And uh, – Hopefully that is tomorrow. We need him to have a very good start. I said that last time about you, Darvish, but this time I truly mean it. And you, Darvish, went out and pitched seven innings, I believe, last time I said it. So Lester needs to go out, do the same thing, put the team on his back, just like Darvish last time, and get us a win because it is very important. And, yeah, um, I think it will be a close-scoring game just like today, probably 3-2 to two, just like today. Same score, but flipped. I dig it. I dig it. I would be very okay with a uh, a three two Cubs win tomorrow. Um, and I'll nah, I won't be that asshole fan. I don't like being an asshole fan. I like being just a good fan, you know. So if the <laughs> Cubs win tomorrow, I'm gonna celebrate my own right. I'm gonna be happy, but I'm not gonna be that dick and say dumb <laughs> shit to Brewers fans because a I don't want to be punched. That's the last <laughs> thing I want. Yeah, especially because I'm probably going to have a couple beers tomorrow. And B, um, you know, I just I just want to enjoy the game. I don't want to get I don't want to get into this stupid screaming match with some asshole Brewers fan that's sitting there that's had too many Miller lights before walking into the Miller Park. So, I just avoid that. But I like that call, sir. Um, yeah, I'm going to you know, I'm going to echo that. I, I I like your pick. I really do. I'm going to give my honorable mention pick, which I tend to do quite often, but I I, I can get on. I can I can uh, double stamp uh, the John Lester pick. I think that's a good pick nice. for tomorrow. Um, yeah. But I'll go ahead and, and, and say a guy to keep an eye on for tomorrow um, is a guy who, um, you know, has been very, very good lately. Um, he has the second best uh, WRC plus 
uh, on the Cubs since the All-Star break. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos by far is the best, but uh, Kyle Schwarber, I think, is a name you need to keep an eye on. Um, In his career against Hauser, most guys on the team have not seen Hauser much. Uh, Outside of Jason Hayward, who has eight, and David Bodie, who has five at-bats against him, nobody else has more than four. Um, you know, so they haven't seen him a ton. There's not a huge sample size here. Uh, but Kyle Schwarber is two for four against Hauser and he has a home run. So, uh, the only other guy on the team that has a home run is Chris Bryant. And that was a two run shot. That's actually his only plate appearance against Hauser. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling something good from Schwarber. I think, I think the roof is going to be closed tomorrow because there's supposedly as rain in the forecast, at least here in Chicago. I would have to think there could be some in Milwaukee as well. Um, and it's going to be very cooler, much cooler tomorrow. I think it's supposed to be 60 degrees in the Chicagoland area. So, again, Milwaukee's close enough where I think it's going to be comparable. Um, so if the roof is closed and elements aren't an issue, uh, I don't see an issue with Schwarber just getting a hold of one and putting it up in the upper deck of right field. So I would love like to that. see that. I, I think he's a name to keep an eye on. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and double stamp your, uh, your John Lester pick. I think I think they um, for sake of being different, I'm gonna go ahead and say they win four to one. Um, but I don't think three two is out of the question. Um, obviously yesterday's game was a close game as well. So yeah, really it was just the first game when they exploded for ten runs that um, we saw any kind of real gap in the score. Um, otherwise, I don't foresee it being more than maybe at most a three run gap. Um, it's realistically probably going to be a two-run gap or a one-run gap in this game tomorrow. So uh, we'll have to wait and see, man. Unless they just come out and score 12 in the first inning. I would enjoy that. I would really enjoy that. Um, it's my dream. It'd be great. I'm Make not gonna, it come true. I'm not going to hold my breath, though. If I do, I might turn as blue as your T-shirt. So um, <laughs> I want to avoid that. Uh, I would prefer to be able to drive home tomorrow. Um, or have my buddy drive my car home. It depends how many beers I end up drinking. So, uh, <laughs> thankfully, I have a lot of friends that tend not to drink at sporting events like I do. So, you know, it benefits. I probably just made myself sound like an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I promise. Uh, I know when to hit my limit. But I was we told do so many drunk late night on taps. We so do. I don't know. We do. I don't do know, a lot of them. We've done a lot of <laughs> two a.m. episodes. Uh, we have. <laughs> Where usually it's me getting back from the bar um, and slurring over my words and <laughs> being just brutally exhausted. Uh, tonight is not one of those nights. Uh, I'm no, home. tonight's early. Yeah, it's early. I mean, I'm, I have a nice little uh, stillhouse whiskey and Coke next to me. But, um, Ooh, I like it's, that. It's really good. Um, I mean, no free ad, but uh, stillhouse whiskey is really good. It's corn whiskey, so it's a little different. It has a nice smell to it. Um, it's actually clear too, which is really wild. It's not the brown color that you're used to with whiskey. It's clear, clear it's whiskey. Clear. I've had the other day. I had Japanese whiskey, oh. and it was also clear. Oh. It was 19% alcohol by volume, but tasted like water. Yeah, that's dangerous. So weird. No, it was just weird. I uh, I had a shot of it, and then I was like, that was weird. That's that's mm-hmm. it for me. You're it's like, just uh, too strange. It just didn't taste like anything. So it's too dangerous. Although I did buy a bottle of proper twelve. So Ooh, yeah, go. I just wanted to try it. Yeah, everybody's got to try everything. I think it's I think it's a good policy. It's how you figure out what you like and what you don't. I like pretty much everything except what is 
Mm, I'm not a big straight vodka guy. It's probably because my freshman and sophomore year in college. That's fair. I like. Yeah. I mean, I'm a. I'll drink vodka. I like vodka. Like I can go for yeah. a nice like vodka lemonade during the summer. Or well, that's like good. That. No, I'm talking about straight. Like I can't shoot like vodka anymore. Not anymore. Ah, I can't. Too ever many bad mornings. I don't know. I've. I have, I have a quick funny story. I know we're getting off topic, Cubs fans, but we need to talk about something more fun than the Cubs play right now. Um, True. I have a friend of mine that she bartends at this one bar that I go to often. She's she's one of my best friends, his younger sister, but she's really ultimately become one of my best friends as well. And uh, she, for whatever forsaken reason, is just a fiend when it comes to Patron. I'm talking no salt, no lime, <laughs> and doesn't wince when she takes shots. Damn. It's legitimately like animal level. I'm not even kidding. I, I literally call her a creature when she takes shots because it, she doesn't like she doesn't wince. And I'm just like, you just took a shot of Patron. No, cha- no lime, no chaser, no nothing. And you look like you just took a shot of water. Um, and, but now, because every time she's always like, do you want a shot? And I go... Sure, what are you getting? And she looks at me and gives me that like evil smile of like, you know what I'm getting. Um, I now also can do that with tequila, which is dangerous. Um, but yeah, man. That's weird. That's crazy. That is weird. She's just an absolute creature when it comes to vodka. Or, and tequila. Kinda and scary. everything, really. Yeah. And she knows who she is. If she was listening to this episode, <laughs> she would know exactly who she, she knows. is. She knows. So she knows. She's got the reputation of being the creature. Literally, I will like yell it across the bar. Uh, well, it's a bar I go to enough, so like I know the bartenders, I know most of the regulars, and it's just like so. I could be sitting there, and she'll be like, "Ron, you want a shot?" And I'm like, "Sure." What are we getting? And she'll be like, "You know what we're getting?" And I'm like, "You're a fucking creature." And uh, I get a couple giggles from the peanut gallery, and then we go take the shot, and then I'm just like, "I didn't need that," and I'm gonna regret that, and then I usually feel it the next day. So. Um, Especially, I'm getting older, man. You're still in college. You're still. Oh, that's true. You still got that young blood. I'm. I mean, I, I'm. I make myself sound like I'm 40. I'm only 24, but um, <laughs> it's amazing the decline you go on from 21 to 24. That's scary. I don't want to think about that. Like when I was 21, I used to be able to go on just benders and wake up the next day and not even blink an eye. Yeah, that's me. And now I go on a bender and I I I can be hungover for like three days. <laughs> it's it's the dumbest thing in the world. Um, That's crazy. Like it's 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 fine. I live with it because I I as you get older, you get wiser and you learn ways to avoid hangovers. Like chugging glasses of water in between drinks, you don't lose your buzz, but you stay hydrated. That's um, good. Or they have those stay like, hydrated. Yes. Or they have those weird like morning recovery shots. Pedialyte. No. So they've they've started developing these new things, and they had them at the bar I mentioned um i'll give them a quick shout out shout out lucky's lounge uh in chicago ridge illinois they are very good to me um hopefully one day we can do a, a live show of some type from their That'd be cool. beautiful venue um but <clears throat> um they had these they're like it's like these literally they're just it, it looks like a five-hour energy but it's not it's like a, a little like capsule about yay bag and those okay. listening can't see but i'm showing nick it's like three to four <laughs> inches tall, and um, and you just you, it's like a shot. You just take it, and you don't feel anything the night of, but it's supposed to help you for the next day. 
It's just oh, like it's more or less just like a straight dash of electrolytes and a bunch of other stuff that's good oh, for your body. Okay. But oh my god, it, it tastes awful. Did you awful. notice the difference? I did actually. I like I actually felt okay the next day when I probably shouldn't have. And but it tasted bad. Oh, it was so terrible. I was just like, <laughs> uh, I was like, I was like, I can see how this is a cure because it makes you throw up the night of instead of the next morning. So, yeah, oh, literally. So oh bad. man, it tasted so bad, but it worked. I mean. It was decent. It was interesting. Um, but yeah, PD light is key. I've done that trick plenty of times. Um, yeah, that's uh, very key. It is a good one. My cousin and I, when I went down and visited uh, all of them, they live in the Atlanta area. So three out of the four went to University of Georgia in Athens. And then uh, one of them went to Georgia Southern. And when we went to visit all, when all the cousins got together at UGA last, uh, last Labor Day, my, uh, my one cousin that went to Southern and I, because uh, we drove down together, he we stopped at Walmart and I think we bought them out of all the Pedialyte they had left on the shelves. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding, I think we bought like 12 Pedialytes. Oh my god! Well, they they market it for adults now too. It's genius. I mean, yeah, they're they're smart. They they should really do that. I, I'm sure Pedialyte was pumped when they realized adults started using it as a hangover cure. <laughs> oh like, yeah, like, babies and and alcohol. That's like. Cold. Yeah, they're like we we cover Non-stop. we cover literally from three month olds to you know ninety three year olds now. <laughs> like we've conquered the human population. This is great. Let's market to that. So, oh man, good for them. Hey, they you know you got to take advantage of marketing opportunities, and I think they did a good job. So true. All right. I think we went off on enough of a tangent about alcohol. Um, I mean, we are on tap sports, so I think we it's are. acceptable to plug some uh, some bars and some booze, and, you know. And just Heck. we we encourage you drink responsibly and don't drink and drive. That's for certain. But it's Very okay important. to have some fun and you know talk sports and have a couple of drinks. So. Yep. Very true. Well, um, before we get out of here, I just want to remind our listeners that we are brought to you by the ONTAP Sports Network, your number one home for all of your literature and podcasting wants, needs, and desires about your favorite Chicago sports teams. We have great Cubs coverage, which you're listening to right now, great Blackhawks, Bulls, Bears coverage, and Cubs fans, we all have a White Sox friend. Uh, Go ahead and direct them our way as well. I think we have some of the best, if not the best, White Sox coverage in the Chicagoland area, in my opinion. Um, you can find us on the interwebs at www.ontapsportsnet.com, and you can also find us on social media at ontapsportsnet. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. <sighs> Mr. Hudson, do you have any final words for our beautiful listeners on this fine evening? Oh, man. I say it a lot, but just take a breath and try to hold on. This was a bad one. Not going to lie, but a split isn't the end of the world. Um, At least we didn't get swept. (laughs) That's very true. That's that's actually a very good way to put it. (laughs) That's my – it's going to be my closing words for this club season. (laughs) I like it. I think it's it's the classic case of like, hey, man, the sky's not totally falling. I know things (laughs) suck. But the sky hasn't fallen yet. No, I think yes, that's a good point. True. Yeah, I mean, if they can salvage a split tomorrow, I think what makes tomorrow even more key if they can get that win is the Cardinals losing, which they don't do a Ooh, lot of lately. We need that. And the Pirates, they just cannot 
Yeah. They helped us one game and we weren't ready. Yeah. No, they really yeah. did. So maybe uh, maybe the Pirates will help us for the, the six games that we see them in September and just lose all six of them. But um, <laughs> who knows? Hopefully. They'll probably show up because just like every other team in the NL Central, when they play the Cubs, they play their best game. They do. It's they really stupid. do. It's stupid. I don't like it. But all right. Well, um, yeah, I, I'll second what Nick had to say. Um, they're still in a striking position. Obviously, they're not playing like they deserve to be in the playoffs right now. But um, that can change if their best nine continue to play a little more. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, but hopefully John Lester pitches well enough for them to get that split. Uh, and then they jettison off to San Diego to play the Padres for four games next week before returning to Wrigley Field then for 10 straight days of home baseball. Um, and those 10 days include series with the Reds, Pirates, and the Cardinals for four. Um, so that'll be a critical four games. Uh, and then they finally get an off day on the 23rd before they go six straight games then on the road to close out the season. So, uh, without further ado, I am your co-host, Ron Luce. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Cubs on Tap. Uh, Nick, thank you to you, sir, for jumping on on this lovely Saturday night and joining me. And uh, if you got nothing else, my guy, I think it's Well, just... I'll say one more thing. Yeah, go <clears throat> for it. I'll be more lively next week. I've been battling an awful, awful cold this whole entire week. So next week... I'll be able to talk without my throat feeling like I'm being stabbed. So he he's been a trooper, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I give him a lot of credit. He uh, we were asking who could be on tonight's episode, and Nick's like, "Let's go, man!" I'm like, "Is your voice okay enough to do this?" <laughs> Yesterday, uh, I didn't have a voice, so yes, yeah, he's you're a trooper, man. I give you a lot of credit. So even extra bigger thank you uh, to you jumping on. All the more reason you need to go get some sleep and uh, sleep away that cold. So of course, man. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for joining us and listening to our rant sessions. Uh, got a nice little 45-minute episode out of us. So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we bid you good day, good afternoon, good night, and let's go Cubby. Cubby.